Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, You know, I am the cleanup hitter here, and it's, it's a good thing. It makes the task much more difficult. It's like a cleanup hitter in baseball. The, uh, the weight falls on your shoulders, and you need to produce. And I get it. I get it. And so I, I can take a look at the, at the ballpark, the players in the field, the hitters in front of me, get a sense for what's taking place. And here's what I see this evening. I see the President of the United States understanding that we are in Cold War II. Neil Ferguson, brilliant historian, intellect, was on my show, Life, Liberty, and Levin, a couple of weeks back. He pointed out that we're in a second Cold War. Others have pointed it out as well. In fact, I've pointed it out. Gordon Chang's pointed it out. And that's what's taking place here. That's what's taking place here. China has been unmolested in its economic terrorism in its outright theft of technology from every country, but particularly targeting the United States, as it secreted its agents into our colleges and universities, which are such pigs, these colleges and universities, that they want the money that the Chinese give these students to attend. We have over 100,000 Chinese students in this country, and uh, these Confucius centers that these schools have. No, no, uh, no loyalty whatsoever. No notion of patriotism whatsoever. Quite the obvious. And quite the opposite. China's been pushing around South Korea, Japan. China's been arming North Korea with nukes. Uh, it's also been sending in the material, foods, other resources to get around any sanctions that we and others have put in place. China, as you know, has built these phony islands in the South China Sea to make it much more difficult for commerce from throughout the world to transit that area over $5 trillion, almost $6 trillion in commerce a year, claiming that it owns the water rights, the mineral rights, and the air rights to the South China Sea with no historical basis, in fact, whatsoever. China has claimed islands off of Japan. China has claimed islands, more like rocks, but nonetheless off the Philippines. China is uh, destroying Hong Kong. China is threatening to destroy Taiwan. China has killer satellites now. 
and space aimed at our satellites. China has key ports that it has effectively stolen from third world countries in Africa. China has uh, the contracts controlling uh, both ends of the Panama Canal. China is threatening India on a constant basis, making claims to parts of Kashmir and India that it has no historical claim to whatsoever. And it's worse than that, actually. Now, our businesses are ripped off. I mean, their technology is literally stolen through cyber warfare, through spies, you name it. And yet our businesses keep going back. Why? Because they need to make their quarterly numbers. They're not looking five or ten years ahead. Apple has sold out completely. Google has sold out completely. When a business does business in China, China owns 51% of the business in China. So if Apple opens a facility in Shanghai, just as an example, then China controls 51% of it. China, both as a consequence of owning 51% of it and as a condition of an American company doing business, also has access to all proprietary information and all technology. China sticks tracking information into the telephonic equipment, into their computer equipment, which is shipped into the United States. China decreases its currency. Now, this is really not a complicated issue if you think about it. It decreases its currency, the value of its currency. Now, why do they do that? They reduce the value of their currency so it's more difficult to buy products from us and other countries overseas. And so people are more likely to buy products at home. And that's why the president gets upset when he says they're devaluing their currency purposely. And of course, as you know, China makes it much more difficult for our products to get into their country as a general matter than for their products to get into our country. Now, normally I wouldn't care about that. If a country wants to subsidize products that are sold to the United States, why do I care? As long as it's an ally, or at least let me put it this way, as long as it's not an enemy. The Canadian taxpayers want to be clowns and subsidize the milk that you buy. That's their problem. But look, I really don't want to get into that. That's not my point. China backs communist regimes in Venezuela. And Cuba, Bolivia, as does Russia. And China has as its goal in the next 20 years to surpass the United States as the most powerful superpower on the face of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, even before Donald Trump was president, I had been saying, watch China. I have talked about China. I've brought experts on on this radio program over the years. I'd say over the last five years. Ever since I started Levin TV, and yes, I started Levin TV. Ever since I started Levin TV, we've talked about China. I've had Chinese experts on. 
Obviously, on my life, Liberty and Levin, which is a little over a year and a half old, give or take. We've done a couple of shows on China with China experts. So when we're dealing with China, we're not dealing with a trading partner. We're not dealing with an ally. It's a different ball of wax. And it needs to be addressed that way. Now, when Donald Trump became president of the United States, what he saw was this when he entered the Oval Office, that the Obama administration, just like they had with all of our enemies, was selling out completely to China. China started building its artificial islands in the South China Sea well into the administration of Barack Obama, who did nothing effective to even try and seriously stop them. They were stealing our technology left and right. We did effectively nothing. In fact, worse, Obama relinquished our program that was intended to counter the Chinese cyber warfare activity when it comes to killer satellites as well, and he defunded it as he undermined the rest of the United States military and in dealing with China, particularly the Navy and the Air Force. This president has created and has attempted to support and get funded in advance a separate unit, a new separate military unit, a space force. Because obviously it's different than the Air Force. We're talking about space. Not jet fighters, not bombers. We're talking about battles that actually occur in space. And so the president's very practical. He recognizes that. And he's trying to address what the Chinese have done to us economically. Now look, he and I disagree on this question of fundamentally tariffs. He and I agree 100% on using tariffs against China. And this is what the never-Trumpers, the quasi-never-Trumpers, the by-never-Trumpers, the those sorts of clowns they don't get, and they never will get, and they're irrelevant, really, whether they have microphones or cameras in their faces. The president gets this stuff. He's been trying to schmooze China. He's been trying to use honey, not a stick. He's been trying to negotiate with them. They become intransigent. They become worse. And they're getting worse. And they're getting more and more desperate as their economy shrinks. As they're having difficulty sustaining what, what was massive overspending. And an enormous amount of their GDP going to their military. Trump is blocking them. He's finding out every area in which they are provocative and he's trying to confront them. And people are now attacking Trump. Now, Trump is doing something in his way that Reagan did with the Soviet Union. Trump is actually trying not just to confine China, but to change China, even maybe change its leadership. Of course, he's not going to announce it any, any more than Ronald Reagan would have. But he sees their weakness. He sees our strength before our strength becomes our weakness. 
and he's trying to deal with this. He gets no credit for this whatsoever. None. None from the phony intellectuals, the self-appointed elites. I don't know why they're elites when they're repeatedly stupid. Not particularly intellectual. More knee-jerk than anything else when it comes to Trump. So Trump is using tariffs. He's using the United States military. He's using the bully pulpit. He's using anything that's available to a president to put pressure on this regime. While we're in the middle of a Cold War, you've heard the media all day long talk about a trade war, trade war, trade. It's not a trade war. It's a Cold War. This isn't limited to trade. It's not a trade war. It's a Cold War. China is becoming a threat to us and our allies. And Trump is trying to confront it. He's tried honey. He said, you know, G and I are good friends. You know, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the Trump way. We're good friends. We get along great personally. But he really has to fix his trade stuff. You know, he really has to do X. He really has to do Y. And, you know, we're negotiating, but they've been intransigent and so forth and so on. To ignore the way he conducts himself, Trump, or to mock it, is to be an ignoramus. It amazes me how people attack the President of the United States when he's standing up to an enemy during a Cold War. It amazes me that the same people attacking Trump right now, out of the other side of their mouth, will say, look how he kisses up the dictators. He's taking on a dictator. It's they're the ones who are kissing up to a dictator. And I'll tell something to the inbred that runs North Korea. Una. Una. Oi. That fat slob. You're next, I think. You're next, I think. President has gone the extra yard. Honey again, rather than the stick. But he could easily break that economy. And he could easily encircle that country, as he could China, with tactical nuclear weapons in South Korea, and Japan, and that's just for starters. Just for starters. You know, Taiwan is one of these, these advanced F-16, the most advanced F-16s that are available. Barack Obama backed down when China said, no, no you won't, Obama. Now, Obama's never been said to be in the back pocket of dictators, but he was based on his appeasement policies, whether it was Putin or Xi. They said the same thing to Trump. What Obama did is he said, you know, we won't give the jets, but we'll, we'll make sure you maintain your existing jets and set you, send your parts and everything. That, that was good. Ridiculous. Trump says $8 billion in advanced F-16 fighters. That's about 70 fighters. I want to get it done. The two committees of Congress that oversee this just approved it, and they're going over to Taiwan. And China's furious because Trump's showing strength the way Reagan would. But we don't rally around the man. They attack him. 
The same people who hate capitalism, the same people who are attacking the rich and the successful are very worried about the stock market. We're all worried about the stock market, at least capitalists are. But this has to get done. And I believe he's doing exactly the right thing. Is there an alternative? If so, what is it? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arne argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Now let me tell you why the President of the United States, and we'll discuss this in more length after the bottom of the hour, is furious at the Federal Reserve Board. In eight years, I, I just pulled this up. Mr. Producer was pulling up. Our eyes popped out of our heads. You can do this yourself online. It's a great thing about the Internet. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates during the eight years of Barack Obama once. Once. And massively cut them overall. In 2018 alone, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates four times. Even the last time when there was a warning that the economy has slowed just a little probably doesn't make sense. Four times in 2018 alone. So the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates, I would guess now, over half a dozen times, give or take, during the two and a half years of the Trump presidency. Raised interest rates once, as best as I can tell from this this difficult chart, during the Trump presidency. Excuse me, during the Obama presidency. Now let's discuss that a little more when I return. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, 
the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Primus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. You know, folks, we don't want the Fed to be political. In other words, to move with the politics of the day. And yet it seems to have been quite political during the Obama administration. Using this chart, I've counted, as has Mr. Producer, eight times that the Fed has raised rates in the two and a half years. Trump has been president. Then they cut to my measly quarter point a few weeks back. Eight times. One time under Obama, even though there were numerous cuts. And Trump's saying, what's the problem here? You know, we have great growth, or we did. You know, we had one period, almost 4% and so forth. But, you know, we want 4% growth all the time. So he's not pushing for inflation or what have you. He's just saying, well, I don't understand. And you're harming the economy. And it's out of my control, and yet politically, I'm held to account for this. And in fact, people think it's my responsibility. I have no control over the monetary system. So he's trying to inform the American people, because the media will not, who does control the monetary system, the Federal Reserve Board. And nobody really ever explains the Federal Reserve Board. It's just Trump's fault. Now, I would say to my fellow conservatives and libertarians out there, Nobody was a greater critic of the Federal Reserve than Milton Friedman. Nobody. In one of his great books, he tries to undo the myth that the Great Depression was caused by a thousand other things, you know, capitalism generally. He says, actually... There were a number of factors, but the main factor was monetary policy. And what the Federal Reserve was doing is it was tightening money, tightening it, tightening it, tightening it, making it more and more difficult to get access to cash, to invest in capital, access by companies, to hire people and do what you would do with capital investment. So money was becoming scarcer and scarcer and scarcer. At a time when people needed to invest, invest, invest. And Friedman makes the case in an entire book. It's quite famous for it. That the Federal Reserve took a bad recession. And turned it into the Great Depression. And not only turned it into the Great Depression. But prolonged that depression. That and the policies of Franklin Roosevelt under the New Deal. In which he would create these, in essence... Economic oligopolies and monopolies that would be managed by the federal government. This is why the left loves FDR, despite his interminate Japanese, turning back to St. Louis and all that. No, 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 you know. 
As long as you just support them ideologically, you can pretty much do anything you want. You know, even drive off a bridge with a girl in the car, like Chappaquiddick. But anyway, so Trump is upset. He's saying, you, 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 you kept increasing interest rates while I'm president of the United States. When I'm trying to get this economy, which has been robust, but robust for a, a long period of time over the horizon, and you're kneecapping the economy. And of course I'm going to speak out. I'm the president of the United States. I had to fight like hell for those tax cuts. I have to fight like hell to get regulatory, regulations cut and regulatory reform. And you guys sit on this board and you keep raising interest rates. And then I have to look back and I have to say under Obama, where everybody pats him on the back for his wonderful economy, when he was spending through the roof, when he was redistributing and reallocating and fundamentally transforming and creating new programs and creating Obamacare, you kept cutting rates. You only raised rates once in eight years. You've raised them eight times in two and a half years since I've been president. So the Federal Reserve is this Politburo, or maybe it is, but this, this, this body of wise men and women who can't be challenged and questioned and so forth. Nobody's above our constitutional system. They're not even in our constitutional system. They were created by statute. After a terrible depression that took place at the turn of the last century under McKinley. And it was created by, by the progressive leftists and the progressive Republicans. Because before there was a Federal Reserve, there was a horrific period of time, much worse than even the Great Depression, when the federal government ran out of money. Well, Mark, how can they run out of money? They can print. Well, the the money was tied to gold back then. So you couldn't just print cash or mint coins. It actually was tied to the value of gold, which is another reason they got rid of that, and they got rid of of tying it to silver. Now it's tied to nothing, not even hot dogs. But they ran out of money. The feds had no money. They were in a position where they couldn't pay their bills. So McKinley calls in the wealthiest men in the country. Among them, Mellon. Other financiers. Other billionaires. Of industry. You know, the, the left, the media, your tenured Marxist professors refer to them as robber barons. These are the men, through their ingenuity, created the industrial might of the United States of America. So we have to hate them, you see. They gave you electricity and automobiles and steel and aluminum, light bulbs and on and on and on. You know, many of the things we need today to distance us from countries like North Korea. We're to hate these men, hate capitalism, hate wealth. And so McKinley said to them, I need you to help bail out the federal government. And that's exactly what they did. They were patriots. They helped bail out the federal government. The wealthiest men in the country. They said, you know, we can't ever have this happen again. We, we got to figure something out. We need to have some control of our monetary system. And so they create this Federal Reserve. I'm giving you the shorthand. 
and uh, it's treated like this when they do whatever they do, like it's coming from God on high. But it's not. See anything else about men? Men are imperfect. They only have so much information, so much capacity for knowledge, so much wisdom, and so forth and so on. Federal Reserve has been wrong in the past, and very wrong in the past. This president knows so much more than the people who are yapping to you day in and day out. He's aware of this. He sees this. And that's why he is saying, cut the damn rates. Not a quarter point. You increased them eight times. Now cut them again. You're the ones who keep saying there's a recession coming, recession coming. The Democrats are actually rooting for a recession because they want to see millions of people out of work. They want to see millions of businesses shuttered. They want to see America in decline so they can claim to come in and fix it. You know, with higher taxes and more government. And so here the President of the United States, he's saying, hey, look, cut the damn rates. And the chairman of the Fed, Powell, basically blew him off today. And are we uh, implying in our independence and we'll make decisions and we'll do what's right? It's fine. He's the President of the United States. He gets to comment, too. Not just Jake Tapper and Andrea Mitchell. He gets to comment, too. After all, we're told that if there's a recession, he can't win. We're told there's a, if there's a recession, he can't win, because that's all the media care about. Not if there's a recession, many people will lose their jobs or their pensions or what. No, no, no. If there is a recession, Trump can't win. Got to watch the economy. And he's watching the economy. He's saying, look, I cut taxes, I'm cutting regulations, I'm growing the economy, but we could grow better, longer, it could be more sustained, if the Fed would do its job and do half of what it did for Obama for the economy as I'm president of the United States. Nope, nope, nope. Then I read a piece today. Trump's doing this to position himself. So if and when there's a recession, he can blame the Fed. Now listen to this thinking. The Fed, in big measure, would be responsible. So, so they're saying... He's positioning himself so he can criticize the Fed should there be a recession. When many people believe if there's a recession, it's because of the Fed. I suspect Milton Friedman might even believe that, were he alive today. Given they moved into tighter money supply, when Trump became president of the United States. Not during the entirety, the eight year of the Obama presidency, when he was spending like a, uh, a drunken Marxist. But during the Trump presidency. So he's right to point this out. Now, I just spent 10 minutes explaining this to you. I guarantee you haven't heard a word of this on MSNBC for two reasons. Their narrative and low IQ. I guarantee you haven't heard a word of this on CNN. Two reasons. Low IQ and their narrative. But even some of our favorite places don't discuss this and explain this. I'll be right back. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. 
but the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. Meanwhile, in the face of all this, what has Congress done? Exactly what it shouldn't do. Run up the debt. The historic levels, unsustainable levels. Republicans and Democrats send a budget to the President of the United States that they know will have one to one point one, one to one point two trillion dollars in deficit this year. And a trillion dollar deficit for the next ten years. That's ten trillion added to the debt, at least. That's Mitch McConnell's contribution. That's John Cornyn's contribution. That's John Thune's contribution. Nancy Pelosi, Stempy Hoyer, and the rest of them. Well, so now we have covered, let's see, in a 40, in an hour show, it's what, about 40, 45 minutes of actual content on TV and radio. We've covered the two biggest issues of today. In a way, they will not be covered on cable TV or radio elsewhere. That's why I started the program to explain. I'm in the position, the fourth hitter position, the cleanup hitter position. We have guys that hit nice singles. Come out in the morning, come out in the mid-morning, grab the stuff, run with it. We have guys that can hit doubles and triples. But I have to sit back and take it all in. Bring it all together as the last voice before the next day. I don't say this out of braggadocia. What's to brag about? That's the schedule I'm in. That's my time slot. But it just means I have to do things a little differently if I'm going to do them professionally in a substantive way that is, that is intriguing and compelling and useful to you, right? So that's what I do. The other thing I try to do, you know this, you're longtime Levinites, is to really dig into these things. Is to really dig into these things. You know, and try and connect them to history. As we just did. Look at the Federal Reserve. You can do a hit and run on the Federal Reserve. Nobody will know the difference. But why not slow down? 
So if you're like me, you're, you're wondering, well, what did the Federal Reserve during Obama's eight years? What did they do? Well, now you know. How's that different from what they're doing during Trump's first two and a half years? Now you know. Well, what is the Federal Reserve? Well, a little bit of history would help. We don't need to have our eyes glazed over. Okay. How did we get the Federal Reserve? And It is a great institution, isn't it? Well, it wasn't so great during the uh, late 1920s and early 30s. Oh, I didn't know that. Now you know. And it's not like this information is, is, is not there. It's hiding in plain sight. It's just that some people are more inquisitive, more energetic, and more motivated to bring this information to you than others. Sometimes it's like anything else. Some plumbers are better than others. Some truck drivers are better than others. Some chefs are better than others. It's the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. I want to congratulate Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has come fully out of his red closet. The communist from Brooklyn is still the communist from Brooklyn. And look how long the media have taken this man seriously. How much time do I have, Rich? We have energy independence in this country. We have energy at low prices relative to the rest of the world and relative to our own recent history. And Bernie Sanders has a solution to kill it. Cut four, go. One part of the plan that I find fascinating, uh, which, which is about the, how power uh, is generated and distributed. Um, you talk about there's public, there's some federal public administration of power in this country based on the Tennessee right. Valley Authority and others. Right. Right. And right. basically you, you propose essentially a federal takeover of the whole thing. That essentially a Tennessee Valley Authority extension for the whole country, right? Am I, getting, am I understanding that yeah, correctly? Yeah, that's here in the ballpark. That's right. Look, the TVA has done a lot of good work. Uh, it produces electricity from hydropower uh, and other sources. What we need to do is have an aggressive federal government saying that we are going to produce a massive amount of electricity from solar and from wind and from other sustainable energies, and we will sell it out. And by the way, we're going to make money doing that. But you can't nibble around the edges anymore. We need to transform right. our energy system. That means a massive increase in sustainable energy. So he wants to nationalize our oil companies, our petroleum companies, our refineries. He wants to nationalize them. I think this guy has a good chance of being president if he ran in Venezuela. But uh, I want you to see how, how far they are, how, how they're going completely off the edge of the earth. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You'll notice that we have some institutions in this country that work pretty damn well. All the various industries, and it's enormously complex, that provide us with food. 
and shelter and transportation. They work beautifully. I didn't say perfectly. I said they work beautifully. Food, shelter, transportation, automobiles, and so forth. We really are quite lucky. And you know, fuel is so crucial to this society. Fossil fuels. If we didn't have fossil fuels, we wouldn't have a country. Well, think about it. We wouldn't have food. We wouldn't have food. Among other things, think about tractors. In many areas of the country, we need fossil fuels to help create electricity. Coal's under attack. Natural gas is under attack. Oil's under attack. It's all under attack. Nuclear energy is under attack. If they don't, if you don't accept sort of a Woodstock existence, then obviously uh, you're a hater, you want the planet to explode and all the rest of it. Have you ever wondered to yourselves, how is it that these people are expert in so many things? Do they even know how an oil rig works? Well, then why do they want to manage it and control it? Do they know how to refine petroleum? Do they know what it's all about? Do they know the processes that are involved? It's enormously complicated. How about the various blends of fuel? Can they discuss that? Can they describe fracking beyond a few general sentences? They can't even fix their cars. They don't know anything. Anything about anything. So for decades, we talked about energy independence, energy independence. Ladies and gentlemen, we should be having ticker tape parades for ourselves. We have energy independence. We should be celebrating it. I don't know which day it occurred. We ought to find out. Make it a national holiday. We have energy independence. Are you aware of that? Why are we celebrating? We don't have to send all this money to the Arabs. We can control our own fate. Money's not pouring out of the country. We're getting it right here with our own people through fracking and drilling and transporting and so forth. They attack pipelines, they attack everything trucks. You see, the fossil fuel industry actually works. It works. And it's very, very self-sufficient. And pollution is way, way down. I would even go so far as to say it's under control. Certainly when you compare us to other countries, it's really quite remarkable what we've achieved. But we don't even get to take time and take a breath and look at what we've achieved here. It really almost doesn't matter how poor you are. You have access to gasoline. You have access to a car. You have access to electricity. You have access to a television and a toaster and various other machines that work off of electricity and fossil fuels. Capitalism is the greatest economic system. 
for individual human beings and all human beings. Never seen anything like it. There's never been anything like it. It just naturally springs forth from man's desire to achieve, to accomplish, to create, to produce. To have commerce and trade. To have communist ideologues, democratic, socialist ideologues, or former bartenders just jump up and down and tell you, we need to eliminate this or the planet will be destroyed. Says who? Says Al Gore. Well, says who? Well, these scientists and these scientists. Well, these scientists say they're all washed up. Says who? Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd? We are energy independent. We've accomplished it. Honest to God, it's like walking on the moon. We accomplished it. Nobody thought we would. We did. The private sector did it. We did it without the help of the government. The government was regulating like hell. I would like to know the names of the men and women who were involved in developing successfully fracking. They should be getting all kinds of Pulitzer Prizes, Medals of Freedom, whatever. They're accomplished people. Look what they've done. They brought down the price of fuel. They've made it more accessible. We're not subject to, uh, to threats and boycotts and so forth. Like OPEC. No odd days and even days for getting gas. No long lines for gasoline. It's plentiful. And yet we're told that we should be ashamed of ourselves. We're told that in having accomplished what people thought couldn't be accomplished... That we're destroying the planet. We're destroying the planet? Oh, yes, we're destroying the planet? So they had to come up with a new ideology. The degrowth movement, the deindustrialization movement. It's called climate change. Climate change is an ideology. It's an offshoot of Marxism. It's an attack on America's industrial might. It's an attack on the capitalist system. It's an attack on limited dispersed government. That is our constitutional system. It's a very devious, diabolical marketing scheme, which is mostly what Marxism is at the point of a rifle. April 15, 2019. I have, as I've told you before, this quote taped to my printer, which I thought about and wrote back then. The diabolical genius of Marxism-Socialism is that it provides the emotional and intellectual roadmap for autocrats to persuade millions of people to support their own enslavement to government. The minute the price of a gallon of gasoline starts to go up, people squeal. The minute the price of energy bills start to go up, people squeal. We must be ripped off by Exxon. Ah, we're getting ripped off by Exxon. Well, shouldn't we applaud them now for driving down the price? This is amazing. They've driven down the price of fuel. The major oil companies, medium-sized oil companies, independent oil they've driven down the price. They've increased the supply. Shouldn't they be celebrated? No, no, we hate those bastards. Like the pharmaceutical, we hate those bastards. Like the doctors, we hate those bastards. 
God, I hate them. The people who actually are the producers, who provide us with what we need. We hate them. We hate them. So, notice also, the Bernie Sanders, it could be Bernie Sanders, it could be Elizabeth, it doesn't matter, you understand. Same ideology, different face. Notice when things don't work in the federal government, what do they do? Are they alarmed by it? Not in the least. It's one of two things happen. Ignore it or expand it. Ignore it or expand it. Obamacare doesn't work? Expand it. Expand it. Make it bigger. The problem with Obamacare is it's not big enough. It's not coercive enough. It's not oppressive enough. There's just too much competition. So you have to destroy the competition, centralize all the resources, and uh, some department or agency and a handful of bureaucrats will redistribute it, I guess. Nobody ever asks during these Democrat debates or otherwise, all right, let's, let's talk about Medicare for all. I'm a patient. So I have diabetes. I need my insulin. Maybe the amount's not right. Maybe the type's not right. I'm not feeling well. It doesn't seem to be working. Who do I call? Well, you call your local doctor. Call my local doctor? Well, what if I can't get him on the phone? Who do I call then? Well, you just keep calling until you get the doctor. No, in other words, if the government takes it over, why would I call my local government uh, doctor? Somebody in the government should be helping me, right? It's a right. It's a right. You've said it's a right, so the government has to enforce it and protect it. It's a right. Who do I speak to? What's the name of the guy in the federal government that I call? What's the name of the people? Is it published? Is it transparent? Is there a book? What are their names, the names, titles, phone numbers of the people who are going to run our government health care system? What are their names? Who are they? Well, don't get specific. Well, doesn't it come down to that when you're sick? Doesn't ideology kind of melt away? You know, in order to reform the VA, the president brought competition to the VA. Still not good enough. But it's much better because competition works. Because introducing private sector reform works. Why would we do the opposite when it comes to all the rest of us? Here's Bernie Sanders again. Cut four. Go. One part of the plan that I find fascinating, uh, which which is about how power uh, is generated and distributed. Um, you talk about there's public, there's some federal public administration of power in this country based on the right. Tennessee Valley Authority and others. Right. Right. And right. basically you, you propose essentially a federal takeover of the whole thing. That essentially a Tennessee Valley Authority extension for the whole country. Right? Am I, getting, am I understanding that yeah, correctly? Yeah, that's here in the ballpark. That's right. Look, the TVA has done a lot of good work. Uh, it produces electricity from hydropower uh, and other sources. What we need to do is have an aggressive federal government saying that we are going to produce a massive amount of electricity from solar and from wind and from other sustainable energies, and we will sell it out. And by the way, we're going to make money doing that. But you can't 
nibble around the edges anymore. We need to transform right. our energy system. That means a massive increase in sustainable energy. Now, he has no idea what he's talking about. None. None. Cut five. Go. This is the way I look at it. You can approach climate change the way Donald Trump does. Call it a hoax. Deny the reality. And that is obviously an incredible excuse danger. Me, excuse the- me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Not just Donald Trump. Some of the great physicists, scientists, climatologists, meteorologists on the face of the earth. Think it's a hoax, think it's a fraud, or they think it exists, but that man can't do a damn thing about it. And they're right, regardless of what the flat earthers have to say about it. Go ahead. Or you could say, well, you know, climate change is real, but we can't do all that much. We can't really disrupt the economy. We can't do that. We can't do that. We got to look at it from a political point of view. Or the third approach, which I have tried to take here, is to say, look, the scientific community tells us we have a handful of years in which we must act boldly. You know, why do, you know, 10 years go by, 20 years go by, and we have a handful of years all the time. 10 years, you know, the oceans are going to, they haven't. 10 years, 15 years. You understand how old the earth is? Now, five years, ten years, a hundred years is utterly meaningless? Utterly meaningless. It's, it's like it never happened. We measure things by the life of human beings, but that's not the way the world works. The planets, the universe, and beyond the universe, this is nothing. It's so short, it's not even measurable. And yet they want you to believe. Just think about this, how big the earth is. They want you to believe that if we don't destroy our economy, destroy our way of life, destroy our lifestyle, that if we don't do this here in the United States, and right away, China would love us to do this. China loves the climate change movement. Russia loves the climate change movement. All our enemies love it. They say, yeah, yeah, we're for climate change. Now go kill yourselves. Destroy your own economy. Create your own upheaval. You don't even need our enemies. The enemies are from within, the fifth column. They always exist. But just think about this idiocy. Any scientist who says we have five to ten years should have their green eye shades removed. Five, ten years. We have to hurry up now. Abandon capitalism. Abandon limited government. Abandon the private sector. Give up private property rights. Give up your lifestyle. Give up three square meals a day and a roof over your head. Surrender. Surrender. Fast, fast, fast. Surrender fast. Or the earth will explode. And this is taken seriously. As a matter of fact, this is the dogma now. This is the dogma. It's like praying at false idols. Just another false idol. Incredible. Well, Bernie, why do you use private jets as a student? Cut six, go. So uh, my question is, is, you seem adamant about climate change, of course. So what ways would you take to practice what you preach if you were to become president? I know it's stressful and you have to travel a lot and you have to use fossil fuels. No, I'm not going to walk to California. All right, you know. (laughs) 
Look, well, you, know, well, you know, he thinks that's funny. Well, none of us want to walk to this, that, or the other. You have assembly lines. You have all kinds. Of, it's a complex economy. That's the whole point. Transporting things, certain ways to live and so forth. This guy's a joke. I, it, 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 all right, we'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Your radio, I'm afraid, isn't it, Mr. Producer? One minuetto. Well, the President of the United States, while we've been on the air, he's not taking any crap from China. I don't think China's ever dealt with anybody like him. He is going to increase tariffs from 25% to 30% on um, the $250 billion of goods and products from China that he already has tariffs on. And lift it from 25 to 30 percent starting October 1st, he just announced. And on $300 billion of other goods, which haven't been heavily tariffed, which was going to get a 10 percent tariff on September 1, he said, now I'm going to put 15 percent on that. Problem for China is our economy is twice the size of China's. So we'll see how it goes. I'll be right back. With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN.
Ryan was a kid, his teachers didn't like his snide sense of humor. Today, they still don't like it. Call Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. Simply safe. By the way, a couple updates. Tomorrow I'm heading to an event, and I don't do a lot of events. I'm heading to an event that's very important to me. A movement that you and I and we helped launch. Convention of States Article 5. With our many state delegates and state senators who are gathered to talk about moving forward with our Convention of States Article 5. 14 states have already adopted the resolution. It'll be my great honor to participate in this event as the keynote speaker on the final evening. I believe in this very, very strongly as the only way to stop the, uh, the Marxist progressive left and those who accede to it, which is why I wrote the Liberty Amendments. Every one of these books has a purpose. There's going to be great broadcasting this weekend on Fox. There always is. But in addition to that, there's my show at 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. Pete Hegseth, rerun of the program where he and I spend an hour together, and he is hilarious, and he's smart, sharp, fun. Where we and Fox thought it was very important to go over on freedom of the press again, given what's taking place. Did you see CNN just hired Andrew McCabe as uh, as a contributor, Mr. Producer? Guys are an investigation for leaks and lying. Well, now at least they're out of the woods, right? Their relationship is now public. And then Sunday, in an unbelievable interview also, with two brilliant professors who really have a knack for taking complicated issues and making them understand why we're going to discuss socialism versus capitalism. We're going to go through the Democrat agenda and analyze each one of their proposals. So, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern. I feel like Jerry Lewis here on, uh, on Fox. Well, that really goes more to Jesse Waters, I think. Who, by the way, is a great guy. You know, according to studies, just over 10% of break-ins are planned beforehand. The rest are spur of the moment. Crimes of opportunity, in other words, random. Did you know most break-ins happen between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. in the middle of the day? Homes without home security are 300% more likely to be broken into. I mean, burglars are evil. They're not stupid. 65% of burglaries are committed by someone that the victim knows. July and August are when most burglaries occur. Last time I checked today is August 23rd. And what's crazy is that one in five homes have home security. That's it. Maybe because most companies really don't make it easy. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice, hands down. And they make it easy on you. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. Prices are always fair and honest. Around the clock monitoring, just 15 bucks a month. One thing that truly makes Simply Safe stand out is their video verification technology. When other home security systems are triggered, a lot of the time police assume it's a false alarm because it is. And the call goes to the bottom of the list. But Simply Safe uses their video verification technology to visually confirm the break in, 
allowing police to get to the scene 3.5 times faster than with other home security companies. Visit simplysafemark.com. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Holy mackerel. Did you hear that? You've got nothing to lose. So go now and be sure you go to simplysafemark.com so they know I sent you. That's simplysafemark.com. All right. Let's go to Stephen, Spokane, Washington. How are you, sir? Doing fine. Mark, I must compliment you. Driving out here for the last 40 years and the time that I found you on the radio, you made the evenings and the afternoons pass on by with a lot of great knowledge. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'd like to make a couple of comments when you talked about your fossil fuel. been a professional driver now just shy of 40 years. And if everybody could figure out how to make an extension cord to power the battery-powered <laughs> trucks long enough and not tangle-proof, they might get by. But I'd have to say that as an industry that's still operating under 1932 labor and wage laws, that... There, there's a lot of regulations that come down on our heads to provide what everybody thinks just comes out of a faucet or a, a grocery cart. You know, you're so right. And wouldn't it be great if in every uh, public school in this country they would have one class, one class rather than America's founders are slave owners or, you know, America did this, America. How about discussing capitalism tell us what truckers actually do tell us what all those numbers on the side of the truck mean you know uh, tell us all these different things how do we get oil out of the ground and why is that so remarkable can you imagine creating a a country of knowledgeable people about capitalism and freedom how strong and vibrant we would be well Sir, the, the one thing that the people don't realize is that everything that they do have, it came because of a truck. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, Most of us eat thanks to a truck. Yeah. And, and one comment on the climate change. And I might uh, add, most liberals have all their condoms thanks to a truck. No, go right ahead, Stephen. Right. Well, I live up in the northwest up around Seattle. 17,000 years ago, there was a mile of ice on top of that. And somewhere in the last 17,000 years, it's gone back up towards Alaska. And I don't think there were any coal-fired plants or automobiles that caused the warming that got rid of that ice pack. No, it's it's so absurd. I mean... Again, uh, I'll, I'll give you a few pointers, everybody. If you pull out your liberty and tyranny, I have a whole chapter, even though the book's 10 years old, a whole chapter on what I call envirostatists. Nothing has changed. Uh, you can also look at your unfreedom of the press. There's a section in unfreedom of the press uh, dealing with the propaganda, monopolistic uh, ideology, the press on this issue, and like on so many. And I point out there at, at least a half a dozen of top incredibly highly educated individuals, writers, scholars, who challenge this, who will never be on Meet the Press because 
uh, Chuck Todd, with his uh, third grade uh, intelligence level, has uh, has said that they're deniers and he won't have them on. So this is the problem. This is the narrative. This is the monopolistic uh, ideology. This is the social activism. But when you live in the real world and you actually work for a living, and I don't mean as a paper pusher or for the government or, or so forth, but if you're a truck driver, electrician, plumber, taxi or Uber driver, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're a carpenter, if you're laying asphalt on road, if you're doing all these things, if, you're, if you work at a grocery store, you know, you're doing all these things. You know the truth because you're living it every damn day. And that's, for some reason, we just keep on doing it. Uh, sometimes everybody above us doesn't really realize what's going on. But Now listen to me. I want to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press, Stephen. So uh, don't hang up and you'll give us your home address and we'll make sure we get it to you. And be safe out there. And I want to thank you truckers for everything you do. Very, very much. We appreciate it. We have a lot of truckers who listen to this program. Let us continue. <coughs> Excuse me. Corey, Jensen Beach, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Mark, how are you doing this evening? Very well, thank you. By the way, I noticed climate control, fingers crossed, knock on wood, kind of under control right now. Not a lot of hurricane stuff going on. You don't know. I'm not saying it won't happen. But right now. <laughs> Mark, I just wanted to call and thank you for all you do, as always. And I wanted to just comment on how proud I am of our president, because I've been an anti-China person for a very long time. I've 20 years plus, I've been one of these people who have been outraged at all the import of Chinese goods. The fact that no one says anything that China's uh, tried to commit genocide on the Tibetan people. We never hear anything about that from the, from the left. You know, these people have... Uh, all, all they're worried about is the Palestinians who are trying to commit genocide to the Israeli people. So it's it's really quite backwards how everything is uh, set up. That's a very good way to put it, by the way. Uh, and uh, you're right. They don't mention the Tibetans. They don't mention the uh, Uyghurs, the, uh, the Muslims that they've round up and put in concentration camps. But hell, they don't even mention FDR in the internment camps. So there you have it. Corey, thank you for my, uh, your call, my friend. Sally, Keystone, Florida, the great WSKY. Go. Hello. Yellow. This is Sally in Keystone Heights, Florida. Congratulations. And I'm talking to the great Mark Levine. Yes, but you can call me Denali. Hey, you talked a little while ago about China. Yes. Uh, a lot of people don't realize I'm an old, old, old deplorable. Um, <laughs> uh, my family's fought in every war since the revolution. We were here since the seven, early 1700s. Wow. I'm going to tell you, China was our friend during World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shang, General Chiang Kai-shek was oh, already yes. fighting the communists. That's right. Forward. Um, after the war, he was having all his trouble. We refused to help. I can. I said we didn't have television. We didn't have all this stuff, but we had the newsreels and we had. No, no. This that you're making an incredibly important point. We lost China. Yes. We lost China. He needed help, and we didn't give him the help he needed. Pleaded and cried. I could still see her uh, wringing her hands and begging for help, and we refused to help her. So now we're paying the price. <laughs> and they escaped to Formosa, which is now Taiwan. And, of course, uh, mainland China, 
believes it owns Taiwan, as it owns, it says, uh, Hong Kong. And and imagine living that close to uh, to mainland China, that massive military they're building up. But you're right. Uh, we lost China because we didn't give him the support that he needed. Not that he was the greatest uh, ever, but nobody's the greatest ever. And when you're facing forces like Mao Zedong and you look at the incredible inhumanity that took place... Sally, wonderful call. Don't hang up. We're going to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press, too. And, and Sally triggers a thought in my mind. Trigger. She triggered a thought in my mind. I've actually said this a couple times before, but I think it bears repeating. China is the Bernie Sanders experiment taken to its natural extreme. Let me repeat that so Media Matters and Media I can hear me, these two reprobate sites. Communist China is the Bernie Sanders ideology taken to its logical extreme, just as the Soviet Union was. And look at the horrific inhumanity that took place and takes place in China. Now, what happens if constitutionalism is taken to its logical extreme? Hmm? What happens if constitutionalism is taken to its logical extreme? A lot of good things. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Last week, I told you how the Department of Health and Human Services wanted to adopt the Bernie Sanders idea of allowing states to import drugs without a system to ensure that drugs would be safe. Well, that's a bad idea, I'd suggest. Well, this week we're learning that HHS wants to include yet another one of Bernie Sanders' harebrained ideas, the president's new proposed health care reform plan. Now, the idea is to import foreign price controls from socialist countries. Now, it's known as the International Pricing Index, and this proposal would be the first step towards socializing our health care, starting with prescription drugs. The results of price indexing would be the same as they are in countries with socialized medicine. Now, let's see. What might those be? Rationing, less access to the latest and best treatments, and, of course, a loss of needed investment for the next generation of breakthroughs. That's all. In other words, destroy it. 
These changes will cost America its standing as the world's innovator in new drug treatments and will cost lives. So far, conservatives are resisting these changes. Let's hope so. The answer to lower drug costs is transparency and free markets, competition, creativity, productivity, not more crackpot socialist ideas. Get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com. That's truehealthcarefacts.com. I want to congratulate CNN. They hired Andrew McCabe, a lying sleazeball, a leaker. But ladies and gentlemen, what do you expect? They have uh, John Dean on their payroll. What was that anti-Semite's name, the uh, professor? Do you remember? Mark what? Mark Lamont Hill, you know, they do have great hiring decisions. You know, I saw this, McCabe. I thought it was him, but I wasn't 100% sure. Soon after he resigned in disgrace from the FBI. My wife and I went to Middleburg. I don't go to Middleburg a lot. Middleburg, Virginia. It's a very beautiful place. But, you know, after 10 minutes of walking up and down the same street, I don't know what the hell you do. Be perfectly honest with you. All right, just kidding. Relax. So anyway... I go in this little sandwich place, and there are very nice little stores there. I guess that's what you do. You eat. And I went into there, into that store. I got whatever I got. I don't remember. And this little putrid nerd is sitting there talking to somebody. So that guy looks familiar. Who the hell is that? the hell is that? Then I left, and I don't even know if I told my wife this at the time. We left... Well, it was McCabe, it turns out. McCabe. So now he'll be working for CNN. And I'm sure they're going to ask him. You know, they, they just have no respect for the truth or the pursuit of the truth. They have no respect for news. None. McCabe? But then I got to thinking. What the hell? They ought to make him a host. I have a better idea. Replace Jake Tapper? With McCabe. What's Jake Tapper's called? I don't even know. What, what's his show called? The Lead with Jake Tapper? How about Fake with Jake? I like that better. But we could have uh, McCabe. What's his Andrew McCabe? Called Leaks or Us. Have a picture of Depends or something up there. But so they have a whole, it's like MSNBC hiring Sharpton. They're CNN hiring McCabe. Really appalling. But it's rubbing it in your, no, your nose. You see, it's rubbing it in your face. It's rubbing it in your face. That's what it is. I predict five years from now, not that it matters, but I predict CNN won't exist in its current form. I think it'll be another cooking channel. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number, 
877-381-3811. Hey, remember that senior editor yesterday exposed by Matt Boyle over there at Breitbart? Who wrote all those anti-Semitic things on his Twitter account a few years back? Senior editor in charge of their political reporting. Now, why are they calling Trump an anti-Semite? They must be looking in the mirror. Well, what has the New York Times done to this man? 36 hours later, nothing. So let me tell you what I think the New York Times is doing. I think the New York Times is going to let a little more time pass. The weekend's here, maybe in its Sunday edition. We'll do a story on their own reporter. What do you think about that, Mr. Producer? They're going to do a story. I already hear, tell you the truth, that they're kind of checking around. But I think they're going to do a full-blown story on their own reporter. So they can position themselves and the narrative. What do you think of that, Mr. Producer? And then either suspend him or fire him, demote him, something. Because they need to save face again. On the 473,000th uh, 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 example of their anti-Semitism. So, Mr. Producer, get, keep this little clip ready, as other hosts do, and get it ready just in case so I can point out that I predicted it. And by the way, if it doesn't turn out that way, I'll never mention again, like other hosts, I'll pretend I never said it. Just kidding. But I'm, I'm hearing that they're poking around. So I think they're going to do a story on their own reporter. Try as best they can to control the damage for their own corporate entity. Look, we really, really screwed up. Not that much, you know. We didn't know. He didn't tell us. Blah, blah, blah. But we should have known. Mea culpa. You know, it's like the Holocaust. Sorry. Sorry, we were apparently just not aggressive enough in our coverage to know that uh, six million Jews were slaughtered. Sorry, a little oversight. The back pages near the classified ads. So this kind of stuff is nothing to them, given their history. This is absolutely nothing. But isn't it amazing? If somebody like this had been on Trump's staff, they would have been gone within hours. Where are the Democrats on this? Where's Ted uh, Douche, the congressman from uh, from South Florida, who attacked the president of the United States while while giving support to Omar and uh, and Talib? Where's Nita Lowey? Nita, Nita Lowey, where is she? Uh, and then, of course, Jerry Nadler. Yes, yes. We want the president's taxes. Elliot. There's Elliot Angle. Double E, we like to call him, Mr. Producer. Double E, Elliot. Uh, they haven't said a damn thing about the New York Times. Still, CNN? CNN was so upset they hired uh, Andrew McCabe. CNN? Nothing. MSNBC? Nothing. NBC, nothing. CBS, nothing. ABC, nothing. The Food Channel, well, that's a whole nother. Nothing. They don't even mind. 
Now, can you imagine if this were the Fox News channel? And say this was Shem, uh, Shep Smith, or one of his senior editors. Can you imagine, or, or Chris Wallace's senior editor? Really imagine if it was one of the editors of the shows that get these massive ratings, like the opinion side, you know, their um, primetime lineup. Imagine if it was one of those guys, one of their senior producers, who, particularly Tucker Carlson. Boy, they, they think they have him pegged, right? Oh, or Ingram. Now we know why they think the way they think and they say what they say and they act the way they act. Look at this. How could you not know your senior editor was a Jew-aiding anti-Semite? How could you not know that? And by the way, attacked uh, Native Americans too. Speaking of which, Mr. Producer, after the show I watched the pre-games with uh, the Washington Redskins. It was a good game. How are your Pittsburgh? Uh, how are your Pittsburgh guys? Looking good. They've been looking good in preseason the last three or four years. I would say. I don't think New England's going to get there this year. Nah, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, no prediction. Predicting sports is kind of stupid, isn't it? I mean, you could. You, there's certain sportscasters I really like, but others are utterly monotonous. They argue over the stupidest stuff. It's, it's humble, and they'll do it for three hours. For three hours, I'm like, oh my God, how do you do this? I can do this for 20 minutes. But there's some guys who really bring intelligence to this because they're real journalists who do all the footwork, like Stephen A., my buddy Stephen. I could watch him for 20 hours. No, not, not really, but you know what I mean. Because he's a real person. He's got emotions. He's got passion. You can read his face. He says what he means. He means what he says. You can tell he's done his homework. You can tell he's looking at the stats even while he's sitting there. That he's, he's probably talked to some people on background and so forth. It's a journalist. You know what? He ought to move over to real news. Nah, they'd ruin him. Forget it. Then you got this Max, uh, what's his name again? Kempleton? Kellerman. I'm sorry. It's been a while. Now, Max Kellerman, I never thought I would say this, yells louder than Stephen A. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? And he's yelling, nothing worse than a liberal yelling. I don't care if it's sports, politics, I don't care, food, whatever it is. There's no bigger turnoff than a liberal yelling. And then the lady in the middle, I don't know who that is. The lady in the middle. But uh, it's a great show, that first take. You know that? I get off the news shows at 10 a.m. I, I turn them off and I put them. I've had enough. Had enough. Trump this, Trump's that, Trump's this, Trump's that. And that's why when these guys get into politics. By the way, who's this idiot Chris Long? Is he the guy that played for the Eagles? Howie Long's son? What a jackass. What a jerk, you goofball. Looks like your testosterone li- left your, uh, and went to the, uh, between your ears. He's very proud of himself. They chased off the Stephen Rosen off the uh, social, uh, what is it, social justice committee, whatever the hell it's called. Bunch of overpaid guys sitting around. Hey, uh, 
What's on our social justice thing this week? I I, I got to fly out. I I've got a, I've got a golfing event in Tahoe. Got a golfing event in Tahoe. And why don't they like this guy? It's Rosen, right? Stephen Rosen. Ross, close enough. Oh, I'd be so bad at sports. It's not even funny. <clears throat> this guy, Stephen Ross. Why don't they like him? Because he did a fundraiser for Trump. We can't have that. We can't have that. Not here in the NFL. No. We have high standards. We have high standards. All our people in the NFL only meet the highest standards. They have drunks and drug addicts and wife beaters. And by the way, the vast majority of them are good people like anywhere else. But we can't have this Stephen Ross. He supports Trump. And Trump's Hitler. So we can't have... Is that you, Chris Long? Low IQ, Chris Long? And yet I like his father. His father doesn't get into this stuff. Have you noticed that, Rich? His father's a professional. He does his job. The kid is a punk. The kid is a punk. Spoiled brat. I say this as an Eagles guy. I don't care. The Eagles owner is another jerk. Another schmo. Leftist. Can't even remember his name. It went out of my head, thank God. Went out of my head. Uh, Lurie. Lurie, that's his name. Lori. Like from a Frankenstein movie. This guy inherits his money. He expands it. That's fine. But look at the owner of the uh, Washington Redskins, Dan Snyder. This guy made his own wealth. He's in college. Probably can't stand the college classes. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I've never asked him. So ultimately becomes a billionaire and he starts making money out of his college dorm room. Like this guy, Michael Dell, with the computers. But Laurie sits there. uh, I like Snyder. I do. I like him a lot. I like the, uh, that whole group there of the Redskins. They stand up. No, we're keeping our name. Well, I think you should remove it. Well, I think you should shut up. And I started the line. I would drop the Washington part. Then, of course, the backbenchers. Yeah, hey, guess what? I would drop the Washington part. But look, he withstood the storm to the next liberal Democrats elected to the White House. Do you know what they're arguing now? They're going back to the Battle of the Little Bighorn. Did you hear this, Mr. Producer? Where medals were handed out? The Democrats say that the medals should be uh, returned. They should be withdrawn. Uh, Hello, it's 2019. Hello, hello. They're debating slavery. Is there somebody for slavery? I mean, uh, the Democrat Party, of course. So now, so now it's a. We should take the medals away from those who are in the uh, little bighorn or whatever the hell it is. God, are these people like in this century? cares they have medals no medals what's the difference i'll be right back let us 
go to Kathleen Yonkers, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark. Um, I love you. I met you in Long Island. I gave you the Pain to Pain t-shirt. Oh, and, uh, thank you. I just wanted to say, you know, we hear all the time about the um, fossil fuel and all this nonsense, but nobody talks about the byproducts of the fossil fuel. It's not just the gasoline for the cars and stuff. It's the polyester for AOC's fancy clothes. Yeah. It's, the, it's the Tupperware containers, the dashboards for your cars, the stuffing for your furniture. Yeah. Vaseline. Vaseline is a byproduct of oil drilling. Yeah, and which, of course, is in Chuck Schumer's hair in a heavy-duty quantity. Please, I have Chuck, Elliot, and Nita. So oh, my Lord. The Three Stooges. Terrible. Yes. Terrible. But you're quite right. And, you know, to disrupt this... This economic harmony is so outrageous, and all the jobs that are lost and industrial assembly lines that are shut down, why? Because a handful of egghead kooks have ideas that they want to impose on the nation, and these are people who've never produced a damn thing, ever. Put them all together. How many jobs have they created? All right, Kathleen, great points. Thank you very much. Let's go to my buddy Barbara in Harlem, New York. Barbara, I'll I'll tell you what. Take Barbara's number. Have her call me Monday when I'm prepared, will you? I want to have Barbara's book with me, uh, and I want to mention it, and I don't have it with me right now. It's not in my office. So let's get her number. We'll call her back on Monday, but let's not forget. Sorry, Barbara. Have a good week, and we'll have you about Monday, I promise. I love Barbara, and I love her daughter. Lovely ladies. My whole family loves them. Jared, Ocala, Florida, the great WSKY. Go. Mark, it's good to talk to you. I'd yes. like to know why nothing is being brought out about all these Jewish politicians that apparently now are apologist Jews and they're allowing people that are just disgusting, like AOC and the rest, and to leave and all of them. I mean, do they have no shame? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're wondering why nobody brings it out? Well, meaning why they don't go after these guys, these politicians like Schumer. Well, I'll tell you why they don't go after them, because these politicians are being challenged by AOC's crowd in their primaries. So they're kowtowing to the anti-Semites. You see how they're never going to go after the Clintons. They're just, they're just, you know, they're just legal killers. I'm tired of the Clintons. That's old, 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 old news. I really am. I, I'm, I'm worried about what the uh, next crop of geniuses is doing to the country here. But, but I'm telling you why, because they're being challenged from the left. And Nina Lowy, all the men, people you mentioned, they have a high tolerance now for anti-Semitism. And I'll ask you what I keep asking you is, have you noticed none of them have criticized the New York Times and this particular senior editor? Not one of them. Not one of them. And the joke of it is, is 90, there is a big percentage of them that are Jewish themselves. I mean, the, the, they, they are so disgusting how to their people, their family members, ancestors who died, my family all died in the Holocaust. My father survived it. And became a, he was a fighter pilot. See, I, see, wow. See, I don't think outside, you know, the, the Gentile community out there, which is a huge, I mean, I, I don't like to generalize out there. People need to know, guys like Jared and me and others, there is a battle among people of the Jewish faith and background it's, it's, it's over these issues, like Catholics on abortion and other issues and so forth. And, uh, I have never hid my opinions on this. I've never hid my opinions on these organizations. And they're very weak. And they're very weak. 
And so uh, there's this battle that has been going on and will continue to go on uh, within the Jewish community, as in other religious communities or ethnic communities or whatever you want to call them. Uh, And uh, I come under a vicious attack. Vicious attack. I mean, why is it controversial to support this president, <laughs> particularly in the Jewish community? I mean, it's, it's, it's really disgusting. And yet, Obama. Obama must laugh. He must say, this is great. One, one of his flacks, one of his lackeys, now heads the uh, ADL, guy by the name of Greenblatt, not Jason Greenblatt, that's a good guy. Obama, and we all know it. He's a Muslim, and he's anti. All right, drop it. Dump that, please. Can't come on here and just say whatever you want. We can't have it. Thank you for your call. Brent, Los Angeles, California. Did I go to Brent already? No. Los Angeles, California. The great KRLA. 870 The Answer. We will be out there in October, and uh, somebody will eventually remind me when that is and what we're doing so I can tell everybody. Go ahead. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you when you come out. Thank and you. I want to wish you blessings, Mark. Um, I, what I was calling about was what fantastic, fabulous fossil fuel and atomic power, which I call freedom fuel, versus the fake, fraudulent, fascist fuels of windmills, solar. Can I, can I ask you something, Brent? Not to yeah. interrupt. I well, if that's what they want to use. Windmill, solar, you know, whatever, battery-operated socks and propellers. Why don't they do it? Well, that's what I'm proposing, because I've come up with a perfect progressive plan for an inclusive, comprehensive, common-sense carbon control Harry, 30 seconds. Okay, this is the outline uh, of the sale of all fossil fuel to registered Democrats. (laughs) Well, they freeze to death and starve to death. But I'm quite serious. They've got billionaires throwing money all over the place. If it makes sense to simply create wind power and solar power, who's stopping them? Go ahead and create it. Let's see you do it. Mark Levin, the voice liberals fear most. And you can call Mark at 877-381-3811. I have a special message for KRLA country. Everybody in the KRLA area. Los Angeles and up and down California. Or anywhere for that matter. I'm doing a few rare appearances. And that's it. Because I enjoy coming out and seeing you and being with my fellow radio hosts. So I want to talk to the folks at AM 870, The Answer Country, KRLA. I will be there October 6th, Sunday. KRLA is having a wonderful event. It's called Town Hall 2019 at the Pasadena Convention Center. That's a big damn convention center, but let me tell you something. It's going to sell out very fast. Why? Because I'm coming. No brag, just fact. Because I never come. Never come there. Now, they have a wonderful morning duo. Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn, they'll be there. My buddy Larry Elder, he's terrific. Dennis Prager, terrific. Seb Gorka. These are great people. And we're all going to be there. And it's from 1 to 7 p.m. So it's a serious event, although we're going to have a ton of fun. 
So may I strongly encourage you to jump in now? Or you're not going to get in. It's the way it is. Here's what you do. You go to their website. AM870. What the hell is it? AM870theanswer.com. 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 And people who know me, who've come to various events over the years, know that I do take my time to say hello. I appreciate you being there and so forth and so on. As I say, it's going to be at the Pasadena Convention Center. But that'll sell out quickly, so I encourage you to jump in. And I very much look forward to uh, to being there, too. You know, the uh, Genesis summer blowout sale is here, ladies and gentlemen. All prices slashed drastically in August. A $30 instant coupon is applied automatically to your web or phone orders. Now, it's that easy. Just go to Genesel.com or give us a call. Genesel.com or give us a call. What's the number? 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Now, here's Cheryl. She's from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And she said, wow, the very first time I tried the drawline treatment, I could immediately feel the tightening sensation. And I've been using it for a week. The results are very visible. My jawline looks so much younger. Now, it's time to stock up on the best, given this price, on the best skin care. Or try the luxury and effectiveness of the Genesel at the lowest prices of the year. And right now, when you order the original Genesel for under-eye bags and puffiness, the jawline treatment is yours absolutely free. And to start seeing results in 12 hours, Genesel immediate effects is also absolutely free. Again, 800-SKIN-604, they're there. 800-SKIN-604 or Genesel.com. $30 instant coupon automatically off your order in August. 800-SKIN-604 or Genesel.com. Genesel.com. All right. Let's dip into the gene pool, shall we? Brett, Youngstown, Ohio, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? Hi, Mark. How are you? Very well, thank you. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I, I spent 30 years in oil and gas, a different job. But um, one thing I wanted to bring up about this uh, and people wanting to get away from fossil fuels, uh, the idea of capitalism and how uh, most people don't know that the U.S. is the only country on the planet where individuals own mineral rights. Every other country, they're owned by the government, and they're leased out. And the U.S., a huge source of... of Uh, We lost him. I'm sorry. I wanted you to make your point. Let's go to Robert, Sirius Satellite, Little Rock, Arkansas. Go. Hey, Mark, I just want to say I love you. I think you're a great guy. But, hey, when it comes to these windmills and uh, the windmill farms, these things sit dormant, like not working at all. You know, you'll go past one of the big farms, and none of the windmills are working. The wind's blowing, but none of the windmills are working. By the way, there is is a mechanical – they do have mechanical problems in a lot of them. Well, that's that's why I was calling. I actually work for a company that hauls parts in and out, cranes and all that type of stuff. When them things explode, I mean, oil, hydraulic fluid, all the fluids inside just go absolutely everywhere. And if you ever go to the base of one of those big windmills, there's probably about a 100-foot circle that goes from the center out 100 feet that everything is absolutely dead. 
And what they don't tell you is, is when they build these big windmill farms, they destroy the environment to the simple fact that they'll take and make a, a great farm, what used to be a great farm, into a basically a wasteland because of all the leaking and replacement roads and construction. So, that's and by the way, they're make. ugly as hell. They are. Every, honestly, you go through at nighttime. If you ever go go in like Midwest, like Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma, and go past one of those big farms, you think that the UFOs are coming down. Oh yeah, the high the high noise. Yeah. Yeah, and and all the red lights, all the red lights blinking. So, but yeah, that's why I was calling. But like no, but said, you, was, but 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 you're right, and. Um, Again, here's a perfect example. The media will never go to these sites and really check out anything you said because they would undermine their narrative. All right, Robert, we appreciate your call. How about we go to John Walford, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go right ahead, sir. Um, how you doing? Hey, Very well, thank I, you. First off, I appreciate you so much, and I wish you would run for an office. I'm running but, from the offices, but thank you. I appreciate it. You got it. Hey, uh, going into natural resources, Yes. Uh, Afghanistan, okay, Russia was bankrupt because there's about $3 trillion worth of uh, minerals underneath Afghanistan, and I don't know w- what our position was, why the hell we went in there, but the whole thing is, is that with the Middle East, we went in with a with a strategy of depleting their resources, knowing that we had the greatest resources. So you deplete you deplete the resources of these other countries, and then stand a position of having not depleting your resources. Tell me what your thoughts are on that. What what are you talking about in terms of depleting resources? Well, you know, I I don't really think we went in Afghanistan to deplete resources. It's just that Al Qaeda attacked us from Al- Afghanistan. And we had to go in there and kick their asses. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. But do you believe the Russians went in to deplete the natural resources? Well, they go everywhere to deplete that, and so do the Chinese. But I also believe they went there for geographical reasons. Everybody's always wanted to conquer Afghanistan, and nobody has. We didn't go in there to conquer and take that, God, to take that country. We went in there to protect ourselves. And that's what we typically do. Okay. All right, John, thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue down the road. What do you think? You never know who we're going to meet. Well, I'll take Brian on the blind there, Mr. Call Screener. Go ahead and put him up. Hello? <laughs> then let's go to Barry in Florida, the great WSKY. Go. Hey, Mark. God bless you for everything you do. You know, I'm Jewish. My wife is Catholic. We're both appalled by what's coming out of the mouth of the radical left uh, Islamist uh, sympathizers in the House, as well as uh, Diane Feinstein and uh, Kamala Harris, who put down Catholics in the Knights of Columbus. But most appalling for me was... Wait a minute. Not so fast. You're right. You're right. The attacks on the Catholics, Christianity generally, the attacks on the Jews, they all come out of the Democrat Party, with all due respect. Yep, and AOC uh, desensitizing people to the Holocaust by claiming that detention centers were concentration or extermination camps. Uh, You know, 
decades and decades of dehumanizing Jews uh, in Europe at that time, in, in the 20s and, and 30s. What do you make and, of the New York Times? Yeah. So it's, it, now they're bringing it back. And I blame Pelosi as well as that crowd, because that crowd exists because of the publicity that they allow, she allows them to have. They were given choice. You, you make a very good point. You know, they talk about her being a strong leader. She's a very weak leader. She doesn't want to lose her power. Uh, Tom Lifson wrote about Thomas at the, uh, the American, uh, and I thought very good, the American thinker, that she won't control her radical wing because she needs a radical wing as well as her uh, uh, recent... Uh, members who are elected in uh, many Republican areas. So she's not going to put them down. Instead, she she deflects against Trump. And so there there's your great uh, civil rights leader. But l- look at her city, though. L- look at her mentality. Crap all over the place. Needles all over the p- place. People sleeping in the streets in what is one of the most expensive cities and was one of the most beautiful cities on the face of the earth. This is what Democrats do. Take these beautiful paradises and destroy them. And then they move elsewhere and destroy that. And then they want to destroy one industry after another. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, it's been quite a week, folks, I would say. Honestly, I started the week out pretty sick, didn't I, Mr. Producer? It's the way I ended last week. And I lost 18 pounds in six days. But, you know, as a a good red-blooded American, I'll be working to gain at least some of that back. My wife is cringing. Don't worry, honey. Some of it, not all of it. She's worried about her husband. You know, a world that has lost its way, lost respect for logic, law, and American history. Who's defending you in Washington? Who speaks for conservatives? AMAC, the American Association of Mature American Citizens. Now, AMAC gives its members valuable everyday benefits and discounts. I mean, they are great. While boldly defending America's priceless constitution, sacred history, individual liberties, and basic moral compass. AMAC fights for border and national security and freedom of speech and religion and values articulated by Reagan. Strong defense, limited government, lower taxes in a solvent federal government. Hard to believe we're here, but we are. And AMAC is dedicated to remembering past sacrifices and preserving America's core values for the future. They oppose the rise of socialism and the Medicare for All push. And if you're not an AMAC member, you really should be. The next election will decide our nation's future. We'll either be true to America's noble past and principles or drift deeper onto the sea of moral relativism. Step in, folks. Sign up today. Go to amac.us, that's A-M-A-C dot U-S, just like I have. Wonderful discounts and benefits in a patriotic organization. That is a wonderful combination, as far as I'm concerned. Gordon, Sheridan, Wyoming, Sirius Satellite, how are you? Yes, uh, Mark, good to talk to you. Thank Um, you. I wanted to make a comment on that wind and solar energy. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people don't realize is you have to have solid power like hydro, coal, or nuclear, something behind that, enough generation built to handle it when wind and solar isn't working. 
So you've spent millions on that plant out there that sets idle. So you've basically invested a lot of money in plants that you can't use when that wind and solar isn't available. We don't have the ability to store that energy in that amount. Um, and to complicate it even worse, you can't transmit it from one coast to the other without going through a special tie or attachment to switch it. The three-phase uh, phasing doesn't match on the east and west coast, so they have to change all of that. It's You can't build transmission lines because the environmentalists jump all over that. And they won't. They don't want transmission. You're saying lines. this is just another crackpot scheme that will destroy our economy. Yeah, absolutely. It just we don't have the technology to do that, and we're going to jump right in and do it. It's, it's don't worry. Bernie Sanders will give us the technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or maybe, sure. or maybe, or maybe AI. She'll give us the technology. Now, the you know. It's guys like you who the media should be talking to, who the debate moderator should be talking to, you see, so they can ask actual questions about transmission line. Now, there are people who are informed with lots and lots of knowledge, so we can get to the bottom of this and expose it. Gordon, thank you, my friend. Friday, ladies and gentlemen, America for you. Here goes.
is officially over. The weekend officially begins. Don't watch the Sunday news show. Just watch my show, 10 p.m. Eastern on Fox, Sunday. 7 p.m. Eastern on Fox, Saturday. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and ICE and all law enforcement. Thank you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. And good night, Gigi. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful weekend. Grab your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. I will see you on Monday. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.